Welcome back to the Core EM Podcast. Core content for anyone, anywhere, and just in time. This is the official podcast of the NYU Bellevue EM Residency Program. I'm Anand Swami Nathan, and I'm alone this week without my co-host. I thought we'd bring you guys a quick update in an article that was recently published in The Lancet a couple months back. The article in question is by Pathan et al., Delivering Safe and Effective Analgesia for Management of Renal Colic in the Emergency Department, a double-blind, multi-group, randomized control trial. Let's start with a little background here. Ureteric colic, or renal colic as we commonly refer to it, is a pretty common cause of severe pain. Anecdotally, many patients describe it as the worst pain they've ever experienced. Now, in the ED, pain is typically treated with either a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug or an NSAID or an opiate or some combination of both. Now, there's limited high-quality studies investigating whether one medication is superior to the other or whether the route of medication administration makes a difference. Elucidation of the optimal agent and route would be useful in determining initial management as well as the necessity for placing an IV catheter. The question this study looked at was what was the best initial analgesic agent to give patients who present with symptoms concerning for renal colic. The authors here took all patients over 18 years of age with suspected renal colic and a pain score greater than 4 and randomized them to either get Diclofenac 75 mg IM, Morphine 0.1 mg per kg IV, or Paracetamol 1000 mg IV. The study was blinded, so regardless of which active medication they got, the patients also received two normal saline placebos mimicking the other drugs. The primary outcome the authors were looking at was at least a 50% reduction in the initial pain at 30 minutes. So what did they find? Over 1,600 patients were randomized to one of the three arms. They found that diclofenac and paracetamol performed better than morphine for pain control. Additionally, the morphine group was more likely than the diclofenac group to require rescue medications, and the morphine group had more adverse events. The study had a number of strengths, including the fact that it was double-blinded and randomized. The primary outcome of pain reduction was patient-centered, and the primary outcome was measured in all but one patient. Now, one last thing to add is that while the patients looked at diclofenac, there's some lit out there that shows that Ketorlac is just as good as diclofenac. So if Ketorlac or Toradol is the intramuscular or parenteral NSAID that you have available, I don't think that this study means that you should be using diclofenac instead. The authors concluded, and I quote, intramuscular non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs offer the most effective sustained analgesia for renal colic in the emergency department and seem to have fewer side effects. Now, we posted up an in-depth review of this trial last Thursday, so check that out for all of the details. Instead of delving into the nitty-gritty, let's talk about how this affects management and how we should treat renal colic pain. The truth is that when patients come in with severe pain from renal colic, they often have accompanying nausea precluding administration of oral medications. If they're not nauseous and they can tolerate oral meds, there's no reason not to give them oral medications. In patients where I strongly suspect renal colic but they're not nauseous, I start with an NSAID like ibuprofen or naproxen. For the patient that is nauseous and vomiting, this study is particularly helpful. It tells us that we don't necessarily need to start an IV to provide analgesia since IM NSAIDs work just as well as IV morphine. Instead of delaying administration of medications for an IV, we can provide the IM Ketorlac or Diclofenac and then reassess the patient. 
If they're not improved at 30 minutes, we can always consider adding morphine or another opiate. Now, I don't typically give multiple IM or sub-Q injections, so if that's needed, I'm likely going to put in an IV and administer it that direction. One of the places this study falls short is that we often pair an NSAID and an opiate together, and we don't know if this combination provides better pain control, but I think that we could guess that it probably does. So if a patient who has really severe pain comes in and they're terribly uncomfortable, I'm likely going to write for both an NSAID and morphine IV. I think this is still pretty reasonable, and this study doesn't change that practice. Aside from pain medication, there's a couple of other quick things to touch on. These patients often get IV fluids, but it's likely unnecessary unless the patient has significant volume loss from vomiting. A Cochrane review back in 2012 showed no benefit in stone passage from fluids. What about imaging? In patients who have a good story for renal colic, imaging is not routinely needed. A CT should be ordered in certain circumstances, particularly there's another competing diagnosis that's vital to identify. This includes things like a AAA or an appendicitis. Additionally, if you suspect the patient has an infected stone, a ureteric stone with a UTI, imaging can be helpful. Patients with a solitary kidney should get imaging as well to make sure they don't have an obstructing stone which can lead to renal failure. Academic Life and Emergency Medicine did a great post on this topic a couple years back, and we'll go ahead and drop a link to that post in the show notes. Finally, there's the question of whether to give tamsulosin or not to patients discharged from the ED. The thinking on this from the early 2000s was that tamsulosin would relax the ureter, leading to more rapid passage of the stone, less pain medication use, and a lower rate of surgical intervention. However, this came from fairly low-quality data. High-quality data, including a large, randomized, double-blind control trial last year in The Lancet, showed no overall benefit to tamsulosin over placebo for patient-centered outcomes. We'll drop a link to a more extensive discussion of this topic that was posted up on RebelEM a couple years back so you can take a look and see what the data shows. So bottom line is that in a patient who comes in with moderate to severe pain from renal colic, you can start with an IM NSAID, either Diclofenac or Catorlac. The article in Lancet that we reviewed here showed that almost 70% of patients will have pain relief from this alone in about 30 minutes. If the pain hasn't dropped significantly, you can feel free to add morphine or some other pain adjunct as needed. Well, that's all for the Core EM podcast this week. Come on over and check out the site at coreem.net. We've got a ton of great core content emergency medicine. We'll have a core post up on Wednesday and a journal update up on Thursday. Visit us on Facebook, visit us on Google+, and if you have the time, go over to iTunes and give us a review on the podcast. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, and how we can improve. Finally, follow us on Twitter, where our handle is at core underscore EM. Thanks, and see you all next week.